Just before we start the show, we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we live, work and play. We acknowledge their ongoing connection and custodianship for country. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging and their stories and journeys that have led us to where we are today. Let's meet our next guest. Joining us in the studio today is Liana Rossi, who is Head of Culture and Influence at Ogilvy PR. Hey, Liana, how are you going? Loving the fit? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. It's early morning. We were just talking before that you had framers, so you started at 7. Yes, up early, breakfast, coffee, and made my way here. So feeling good, feeling very awake. Good. So we're jumping into the icebreaker today. Um, If you were to escape from jail, how would you do it? It's really funny because I just rewatched the Grand Hotel Budapest and there's a scene where they escape jail and I thought, how would I do it? And I've got the gift of the gab. I think I'd talk (laughs) my way out of it. I would get guards on side. It would still be very illegal, but it'd be talking. Yeah, for sure. Um, What is the most fulfilling thing that you've done today? You've done a lot. So what would be probably the most fulfilling thing for you? It's so interesting because um, I have endometriosis and I'm I'm in the middle of a really bad flare that came on yesterday. And Mm -hmm. I think a few years ago when I started to really take that pain seriously and challenge the medical system, that included writing a, a public piece about my experience. And that was really fulfilling to me in terms of finding community. And if you're a millennial who grew up extremely online. Yeah. You know that communities exist on the internet. They don't have to be real life friends. But the flip side of that is that it became this kind of all consuming um, feeling for me where people would just reach out on their own time or when something was happening to them. And then I found it really difficult because I might be having a really good day yeah. and then someone just really wants to talk about their pain yeah. and I'm out of mind. So <laughs> I think the most fulfilling thing that's happened to me recently mm-hmm. is I've let go of people's expectations expectations of me and I've let go of my expectations of them and I am trying to do what serves me. I'm saying no more. I'm meant to go to a really cool party tonight and I'm not. I'm going to go home and sleep. And I think that is really simple, but um, abandoning some of the people pleasing and yes person and also Mm -hmm. acknowledging that I am not a doctor or a mental health um, physician. So uh, putting some boundaries up. It's yeah. been really fulfilling for me. it'd be so overwhelming. Like you'd get this influx of messages and like like you said, if you're having a really bad day, it can be totally. just too much. And, I, you know, I've had brands hit me up and there's assumptions about menstruation and how my body might work that's not true and, and it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to be in a situation where also I put it out there yeah, yeah. and then people were like, great, you want to talk about this and, yeah. and understanding that I don't want to talk about it all the time, every day. Um, has been interesting. So I've actually pulled back and uh, I, I will probably write a part two to everything I still don't know about mm-hmm. having endometriosis, but I'm five years into this journey and still more angry than anything, angry at the system, mm-hmm. angry at uh, how people who menstruate have been let down. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, boundaries, boundaries yeah. is fulfilling. Yeah, damn. Wow. I just, yeah, I'm lost right now, but yeah, I'm going to watch the part two. I cannot wait to read that. Um, are you a hoarder? And if so, what are you hoarding? <laughs> if um, my partner would call me a hoarder, I would call mm-hmm. myself a collector. Yeah, I'm deeply 
deeply sentimental. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way that I grew up, my nonna on my dad's side was always very well-dressed. She always had a look that she threw together for church. You know, the silver shoes, the silver bag, the silver dress, the silver little bolero jacket. So <laughs> I grew up certainly in a household where fashion was really respected. And I think, again, a cultural thing for Italians, getting dressed up, going to church specifically, mm. but also my parents, leopard print is neutral to them. So I, yeah. I grew up in a fashion loving home. I also grew up in a very waste conscious home. And okay. I think when you, again, migrant experience of not having a lot, you really take care of the things that you love. So I'm really bad at throwing anything away. I keep all my clothes. It's very rare that I'll get rid of anything. And then when I do a month or two later, I'll be like, where's that blue shirt? I want to wear it with this skirt and it's gone. So I keep everything. I try to buy more so now um, in my thirties with a bit more uh, conviction and less trend-based. And I like to buy things that are made in Australia first, if Mm -hmm. not made in Australia, designed here, still have a soft spot for, you know, kind of European high fashion, but (laughs) in terms of manufacturing and what's important to me, Australia's um, having an industry is, but I also, you know, these shoes that I'm wearing, I bought on my 21st birthday. I keep things, I put them away. I get them out of storage. Fashion Mm -hmm. is cyclical. I love to, you know, remember that I was in New York with my mom and dad when I bought these and then they'll go back in a box and then in a few years they'll come back out again. So I think that's that's why I'm a collector, not a hoarder. That's a lovely way to think about it. Like you put it away and then you bring it out and you relive that moment again. Like that's really special. Yeah, there's um, a defining moment. I was maybe 12 or 13 and I picked up a Vogue magazine, took it to my parents and said, I want one of these multicolored handbags. They're so cool. Yeah. And they were like, that's Louis Vuitton. That's really <laughs> expensive. And that, to me, it didn't register. I just was like, oh, it's bright and colorful and it looks really cool. And um, then a few years later, we were on holidays and I bought a fake Louis Vuitton bag because yeah. I was so desperate to have it. And my dad called it Luigi because it wasn't Louis um, <laughs> or Louis. And I carried that for years. And I then I started to learn about design and IP and, you know, managed to get myself a, a real one a few years later, which I still have. Oh, there and, you go. And, you know, hopefully if I have daughters one day, I can give them, you know, this collection of stuff. And maybe it's cool and vintage or maybe they'll just think I'm really cringe. It is going to be so vintage because I can't believe Crocs are back. Like I thought that phase died out when I was a lot younger. No, they're back. So keep everything you've got and give it away if you can. Um, so the next question is what, what's an experience that has taught you a lot about yourself? Um, in 2017, I moved to Tasmania for work and I, that was the first time I've ever lived away from my family, uh, I joke that Italians never cut the umbilical cord. So mm-hmm. my mum and dad being in Wollongong and me being in Sydney was far enough already. Yeah. But I packed up and moved to Hobart and it was so challenging to go from a city where I'd built a community, mm-hmm. made lots of friends, to then being in a place kind of completely alone um, and not having friends and trying mm-hmm. to make them in your late 20s. It's hard. It's hard. And I had to, I guess, reassess a lot of who I was and what I was used to and what was motivating me, which was really kind of interesting because being alone at the end of the world forces you to look at yourself Mm -hmm. and there's only so many conversations you can have with your dog. But I kind of put myself out there in probably more vulnerable and, and different ways than I had typically before. I actually 
wrote an Instagram post on Are You Okay Day? And now Jamie's one of my best friends, but then we're acquaintances in Hobart. And she sent me a message and was like, I'm drinking wine on my doorstep. Do you want to come over? And then this beautiful friendship kind of came from that. But I think it taught me to be kind of a lot more vulnerable um, and think about the noise that I was making. I think in my 20s, as much as I was life of the party and fun girl, I was pretty insecure and insecurity is really loud and confidence is quiet. Mm -hmm. So I think assessing that kind of push and pull of what I put out and, and what I get has yeah. been really interesting and yeah moving away making a whole new group of friends being locked on an island during a pandemic missing yeah. my family and friends it's, it and making like amazing new friends that I'll have for life yeah well, they're not new anymore they've all been friends for five years but you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah and I, I don't think I'll ever live overseas so I always mm -hmm. say that Hobart was my London yeah yeah <laughs> I'm back that's a great great analogy <laughs> um what is something that people might shock to find out about you? I'm, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to quit. Sorry. That's okay. <clears throat> um, shocked to find out about me. I, I don't know. I think that I'm, I'm pretty dorky and that I'm actually, again, extroverted, but kind of a bit shy if I don't know you. And once I hit, knowing you I'm I'm far more outgoing mm -hmm. um but I'm also a real big theater kid so I went okay. to a performing arts high school yeah. I have seen Wicked more times than you could count Same, I, it three times it's, I'm no, gonna I, go again yeah I'm gonna go I'm again gonna too. go again yeah. I you know I did Wollongong as Stedford I did Sydney as Stedford I danced I sang I acted mm -hmm. um and I've just enrolled in clown school at NIDA. Okay. So that's on my own time, on my own money, I'm yeah. down to clown. So yeah. I think people probably wouldn't expect that from me, but there is a big dorky theatre kid inside who will walk around the house singing songs from Guys and Dolls. Yeah. Have you seen like there's this new thing that um, it's like nightclubs for theatre kids and they just play theatre music no. in nightclubs? Oh, my God, I'm going to show you it afterwards. It oh. is, yeah. Oh, my friends would love that. So, yeah, there's a few friends that are like they either went to Newtown High or they went to Wollongong High with me. So I've got some adult theatre kids who would definitely be down to yeah. to do the theatrical nightclub. And so how did you get to PR then if you did, it sounds like musical theatre, acting, like how did you somehow end up here? I I was a failed child actor. Mm -hmm. So I had an agent. I... Mm -hmm was, you know, hanging out with some of the kids that were on Blue Water High and I was kind of doing a lot of TVCs and um, starring in commercials as a teenager, okay. um, which is how I could buy Louis Vuitton bags at 15. Yeah. Okay. My parents very wisely <laughs> let me take that money and not do something smarter with it. So yeah. give a 15-year-old her paycheck. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I did some work in front of the camera, had a very, you know, dramatic, I'm never doing this again, I hate, hate this, I want to go be a teenager. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean, it's, that's a, it's a whole other long story, but I, I kind of fell into a social media agency and then was doing some design work and started doing content creation and mm -hmm. into creative roles. And now really interested in kind of earning the public's attention and the way that the world has moved on from social specifically, but, mm -hmm. you know, earned creativity encompasses lots of those things. So yeah. 
Wow, that's really awesome. Sorry, I went off on a tangent. Another question. That's okay. There. Um, but lastly, to wrap this up, beyond the title, who are you? Who is Liana? A pain in the ass <laughs> and a friend. Yeah. And hopefully a good one in both ways. Yeah, perfect. Well, that's such a beautiful episode. Some really good moments there. And thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. <laughs>